0: Hey, it's not quite the DeLorean, but we're going back in time with a new podcast feed full of all my favorite interviews in the history of the Bill Simmons podcast. We're coming up on seven years now. I've had an unbelievable collection of athletes, celebrities, showrunners, directors Matt Damon, Denzel Washington, Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett, Charlize Theron, Tom Hanks, Bill Burr, Kevin Durant, Peyton Manning, The Undertaker, Eddie Vedder. Kyrie Irving. Yeah, he actually came on. Dave Grohl, Quavo, Barack Obama. I mean, what else can I tell you? I've had Al Pacino with Barry Levinson. I've had people like Steph Curry, Jason Bateman, John C. Riley, Jonah Hill. I could just, I could keep going and going. But wait, there's more. Whether it's your first time or you're planning on revisiting some of your favorites, make sure you head to billsimmonsinterviews.theringer.com for the entire archive. You can sort by genre, year, and more to easily navigate all your favorite people. Follow the Bill Simmons Podcast, the interviews, on Spotify now.
1: It's the of Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and Fandle is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved QuickBets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming, please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21+, 18+, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler, visit rg helpcom Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It's the East Coast Bias Crew. It's Ringer Gambling. It's our division previews that you've been getting on this wonderful feed. House is with us. Raheem Palmer is with us. You know my voice. You don't like it too bad. It's JJ Johnstroschie. A little twang. I feel like the New Yorker is coming out of me because I've been yelling and screaming at everybody all day. But, fellas, this is a podcast, I think, because of the division we are about to profile, that you two particular gentlemen are going to be very excited
2: about. Is that fair to say? Well, JJ, uh, I'm glad we're starting with the excitement because I'm looking at the calendar. It is August. We are in the home stretch, baby. The football is staring us in the face before we hit record today. Me and Raheem, we're talking about how the month's going to play out, our plans for the rest of the month. Raheem put me on point. He's flying out to Vegas. He's got to sign up for the Super Contest. By the way, why well, throw get that to out there,
1: Raheem? When are you going? Because we got to correspond. I love that I'm making plans right on the pod. But do we know a date yet, Raheem? I never plan anything in advance. So whenever you want to go out there, we can go out there. We oh, can go so out there So to... basically, what you tell oh. me is let's talk shop. Let's sign up for Super Contest. House we can maybe get around it to a golf in. I,
3: I can't be East part Coast of this. Bi- East yeah. Coast
2: Bias reunion. Let's go. It's, it's going to be two-thirds of East Coast Bias. I'm already in the doghouse for too many trips this summer. I understand that. Summer. You are on oh, that. You have a golf trips, that you already took care but of. I, 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 it, baby. I trust both of y'all as my proxies. I will get some, some, some cash where it belongs, and we'll get some tickets rocking and rolling here. But look, I, I'm very excited because of, the moment on the calendar, what we have to look forward to, and this particular conference that we are going to take down, J.J. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, and the two of you, when we were doing NBA pods, you hinted at this, you were all over this, and, you know, there are times when I listen to you gentlemen, and you guys maybe have me scratching my head a little bit. If it's house, you being house. Raheem may be overwhelming me with all of your wisdom and all of your knowledge, but this was one of those cases where, I was full-fledged, 1,000% on board, stamp of approval every which way. And that is fading the Tennessee Titans. And I see the glimmer in Raheem Palmer's eye right now. You guys don't get an opportunity to see this if you're listening (laughs) to the pod. Raheem's eyes lit up like he got the coolest present on Christmas Day, the idea of fading the Tennessee Titans. Raheem, you've been thinking about this for months, dude. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, you
3: have to fade this team. This is a team that overperformed their Pythagorean expectation by 1.8 games last year. They went seven and two and one score games in 2020. And then they followed it up by going six and two and one score games in 2021. They traded A.J. Brown. This offensive line is a mess. I mean, I love Derrick Henry, but he has over 1,500 carries. And when you look at this offensive line, they're like they're not the same as they used to be. Taylor Lewan is kind of reaching that Larry Holmes status, which is what I always say. Obviously, Roger Sappho has left, and I just think this is a team that continues to run on early downs. I mean, when you look at last year, early in the year with Derrick Henry, they were passing on early downs 46 percent of the time, without Henry, they were they were passing 43 percent of the time, so they just are stubbornly running the ball. And it, they aren't really getting high success rate. So you lose A.J. Brown. You're just going to keep pounding the ball. I just don't trust this team to continue to to, to perform. So I'm going to take the under. I like them to miss the playoffs. I think the under is at 9.5 wins. You can get that at FanDuel right now at minus 135. You can get them to miss the playoffs at minus 110. I'm fading this team because this team is going to take a step back.
2: J.J., I am here to announce that I am absolutely in lockstep with Mr. Raheem, and you knew it because we we've been pre- previewing it. I do want to tap the brakes for one minute, though, and and I just feel like we should pay our respects. I mean, we have to put respect on Mike Rabel's name. The combination of, of Rabel, the owner who seems like she has her head in the right place, and the GM, it's a good team. And it's a good culture. And, and that was going to be culture. my devil's advocate. I'm yeah. glad I'm glad you mentioned that, House,
1: because I've lost money over the last couple of years fading the Tennessee Titans. And you think about it. They won a playoff game, Tom Brady's last game in New England. They go to an AFC title game. They make the playoffs the following year. And last year, House, I mean, for goodness sakes, they were the number one seed in the AFC. Just think about that for a
2: minute. And all it took was 12 wins. And to Raheem mentioned the stat about their success in one-score uh, one, one score games. To me, that's a testament to the quality of the coaching staff. They they there you have the second-best record over the past two seasons in one-score games and an incredible record in games that are three points or less. Rabel's 41 and 24 of his, over his career. He's never lost. Uh, he's gotten to nine wins, at least nine wins every season. So there's a lot of reason to put respect on Tennessee's name. I just think Raheem is absolutely on the money. In terms of the personnel issues they're 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 facing, and the thing to me that is the biggest uh, uh, factor with this team is Tannehill. And I talked about it on one of the pods we did recently. I can't get out of my eyes what we saw. He he started the game off putting them in the hole, and he ended the game by ensuring that they couldn't 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 win. And you know, it's it's to Raheem's point, they have a low volume passing offense with the idea of it being high efficiency. Well, the efficiency keeps diminishing year after year, and you know that Tennessee doesn't believe in Tannehill because he has the single biggest cap hit on the entire NFL, and rather than restructure his contact, contract, right, to, to extend some years out into it, they're like, nah, we're good. We'll just take the cap hit this year. $26 million, $27 something million, something like that. And rather than restructure and get some room, you know, so they drafted uh, Malik Willis. He's going to be, hopefully, you know, from their perspective, not pressed into duty right away, get some of that Tennessee culture, get coached up a little bit. Now, Tannehill himself earlier, maybe he's changed his tune now that they're in training camp together. But when they drafted him, he said, I'm not helping that guy. He gave out some some comments around, you know, not being uh, on board with, with trying to groom his successor. I just can't get past Tannehill. And that's why I'm on every single play that Raheem just mentioned.
1: Well, listen, I get it, guys, because you keep ascending as a franchise. You get to a point where you almost feel like they capped out and they maxed out. That's kind of the way I look at the Titans. You have concerns about Derrick Henry. How many games can he play over a calendar year? The passing game's taken a hit without A.J. Brown. Defense mm-hmm. is solid. Make no mistake; they were a really stout defense. I, I think that's where that's where Vrabel really shines—the defense. I think that's no where question, it is, is, and they're yeah. tough and they know how to win games. But I think the odds, fellas, tell you mm-hmm. all you need to know. That Tennessee was a one seed mm-hmm. last year. They've been in the playoffs each of the last three years, but yet, Raheem, if I look at the odds to win this division right now, I'm getting Tennessee a plus plus one sixty to win it. And Indianapolis is the favorite at even money. I think, to be honest with you, that speaks volumes.
3: Yeah, I think you can look – honestly, if you look deeper into this schedule, I think this is – look, if you look at that stretch week 9 to week 13, they're going to face the Chiefs. They're going to face the Broncos. They're going to face the Packers in Green Bay. They're going to face the Bengals. And then they got to go to the Eagles in Philly. So I think that stretch from week 9 to 13, that's the killer stretch. I think that's the stretch to where we could see their season pretty much end. So I want you guys to look towards that. That's to be the time when you're really fading this Titans team.
2: That's exactly the point, right? They play the AFC West, which I think everybody generally regards as the best conference in the toughest conference in football. And with that first place uh, uh, marker from last year, they get the Bengals, the Bills and, and the Packers. It's it's a a market change in the strength of schedule, notwithstanding the fact that they have Houston and Jacksonville in their own division. And by the way, for some reason, they have owned the Colts lately. They swept the Colts last season, but um, you know, with the, the the only real easy wins for Tennessee are Houston and, and Jacksonville. As you look at the way the schedule lines up from this year,
3: but I, even when you you know, the, the funny thing about that is that they lost to Houston last year.
2: Yeah,
1: they did lose so, to Houston, but let's be fair about this. They have played yeah. Buffalo very well. They beat Buffalo mm-hmm. each of the last two years. Beat them on Monday night beat them in that weird COVID game a couple years ago, and they've owned Indianapolis. Like, I don't like the Titans this year. Raheem, I'm betting them to miss the playoffs. I endorse the idea of playing it under. The only reason why I think I'm going to go in the playoff direction and not the win total Mm -hmm. direction is those two teams, Houston and Jacksonville, they scared the crap out of me. Like, the idea that the Titans somehow, some way, could squeak out five and one in the division, and then it's just, you know, piecing together a couple of wins here. That's why, for me at least, I'm going to miss the playoffs and not the win total.
3: That's fair. It's I fine. mean, that is definitely fair. I mean, when you when you have a division like this, it's definitely fair. But I think the division is much improved. I mean, we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about the Jaguars. We're going to talk about the Texans and the Colts. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. I, I would love to hear some of your thoughts
1: on it. All right, let's get to the Colts. Now, the Colts last year were like the little girl with the curl for me because – There were plenty of instances where I was head over heels. I fell in love. I remember they played New England. I want to say it was on that Saturday night game. And that was was one of those unload the bank account type of games. I used to call them back in the day, Raheem, the student loan specials because (laughs) it would be a student loan payment on that particular game. And I remember I was like, the Colts are dangerous. Jonathan Taylor, good line, good defense. And then Carson Wentz, you know. Had a Carson Wentz. We know the deal. They lose to the Raiders. They inexplicably lose to Jacksonville with a chance to make the postseason, the final game of the regular season. And they miss out. Wentz is out. In comes the old man, Matt Ryan. And House, I don't know if you feel this way. I don't know if I look at Indianapolis as a Super Bowl contender. They have everything else. I just don't know if Matt Ryan can be MVP-level Matt Ryan. However, if we're talking about a team to win the division, I think they're getting a drastic upgrade at quarterback. I think Ryan will do a better job at taking care of the ball. He's going to have a much better offensive line than what he had last year with the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm seeing the Colts at even money to win the AFC South. We might have to make that a student loan special, baby. I love that.
2: <laughs> it's so funny. So you just, just wait. You're 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 still a youth. You're still you and your beloved uh, are engaged. Pretty soon, you'll just be calling it the mortgage payment because that, mortgage that's what payment. it is. Why I my have those? so
1: maybe we can, we can transition since <laughs> yeah, we're that, done with
2: student loans, now mortgage payments. The student I like loans that. are manageable now. The, the mortgage is where, the, where the, it really gets gritty. But uh, I don't know that I agree that Matt Ryan is a significant upgrade over Wentz. I feel like a little bit of it is treading water. You do, on balance, take some comfort from the decision-making Except Matt Ryan has an extraordinary penchant for throwing bad balls in the red zone. And we've made a lot of money fading Atlanta over the years. No, how,
1: no doubt. But let's be fair with Atlanta. The last couple of years, that team has I know. been terrible. I'm, They've been I'm terrible.
2: All I'm saying is I'm not so convinced that Matt Ryan is this enormous upgrade over Wentz. And the real question marks for Indianapolis are on the defensive front. They were in the bottom five of, of pressure last season. And I need to see something out of the receiving core. Like I, I, I you know, Wentz ended up with, this is surprised me when I looked, only seven interceptions, but six of them were in the second half. And they were, they were game altering. They changed the trajectory of the games when he, when he threw those picks. Um, but some of that to me has to do with, you know, the, 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 the receiving core. I'm not um, in love with, with, I mean, Pittman obviously showed out last season. Stud horse, you can have some confidence in him, but I don't know what what the impact of uh, Zach Pascal's moving on um, is going to be. So I, I I do like this. I lo- love the institutional consistency. I think they're smart. I think they make good decisions. It's the girl with the curls. What you said, JJ. I'm with you on on that. I love that. Um, and the hard knocks, the in season hard knocks. Every week I'm watching them. I'm watching Coach Wright come in and talk to him. And I mean, I I I, I was moved a couple times. But I, I like the Colts. I like this this position that they're in. I think they were so close uh, last season. The defense really let them down. The defense couldn't get off the field against Jacksonville in the game. That was the reason that they didn't make the playoffs. But they were a 10 or 11 win team last year and only managed. They, they you know snatched defeat from the jaws of victory to get to, to the 9 win mark. But I like them at 10 or 11. And to me, it's the same team. They, they should have been an 11 uh, win team last season.
3: See, I got, I got to push back on the Matt Ryan thing. I think he's a significant upgrade. When you look okay. at Carson Wentz, the last couple of years, he was 17th in EPA for play and 23rd the last two years. When you look at Matt Ryan, he was in the top half of the league. And also, when you look at Wentz, completion over expectation, he was second in six worst. Matt Ryan, once again, top half of the league. When you look at that offensive line in Atlanta, it's been bad offensive lines there the Colts have one of the best offensive lines in the league. And he's also going to have to do less because he has Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, I mean, we all saw him last year, almost 2,000 yards, 18 TDs, and this year, he's going to be facing one of the easiest run defenses in the league. So, they're not going to have to lean on Matt Ryan the way they did in Atlanta. And, I mean, obviously, I mean, Michael Pittman Jr. is a guy, but I just think the, the issues with this Colts team is going to be their secondary. I, I think the front seven, obviously you got the DeForest Buckner. They're going to be able to get some pressure. I think last year, they forced a lot of turnovers. I don't see them forcing as many turnovers, but I think this is this is a team who can win the division, make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to uh, be a Super Bowl contender, but I do like this team to make the playoffs. I, I, I agree with you and JJ. I, I think you got to make that play. I also like the over. So I think this is, I mean this, is gonna, and then also one thing we got to look at last year, coming into the season with Carson Wentz. People don't remember this, but Carson Wentz got COVID and then he got a foot injury, so he didn't he didn't have a full training camp with with Frank Wright. So they lost those first three games of the season. They started off what were they like one and four to start the year, Raheem?
1: They're like yeah, one they and one four, and, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. they started
3: off zero and three and then one and four. So they basically spotted. All the other AFC teams elite because Carson Wentz didn't have his rhythm because of the foot injury and COVID. Now you get Matt Ryan, who's been a veteran. He's been in the Super Bowl. He knows what it takes. I, I, I like this win total over,
1: and I really like to make a playoff. Can I sell any of you on the Colts at 22-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl? Raheem, would you dabble in that market in any way? You know what? I, I'm I'm not mad at it. I'm I'm personally not going to play it, but I, I think, look,
3: when you look at what is the easiest way to put yourself in position to go to a Super Bowl? It's to win a win division. A division. And what did we see? The Titans, what did they do last year? They got a bye. They, they were the number one seed because they beat up on a bad division. I see no reason why the Colts can't do that as well this year. So I'm not mad at it. House is
1: looking at us saying, No well, way. Good uh, luck, guys. You I want to I bet already, Matt Ryan to go in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I already like, yeah. have
2: a 24 to 1 ticket on Baltimore, so I don't I and, and I feel a lot better about that Baltimore ticket than I would about the 22 to one with the Colts because mm-hmm. I think Baltimore on both sides of the ball. And I just trust Lamar. Uh mm-hmm. I that that's the kind of quarterback I can see in the Super Bowl. I can't see Matt Ryan. Well, because he's at descending.
1: And you know what? Now yeah. I well, when mm-hmm. we get to the AFC North, we'll get to my concerns yeah. about Lamar Jackson and playoff sure. games. But he's descending. I understand that. Where yeah. you look at a Matt, guy like Matt Ryan, he won his MVP a long time ago, and he is clearly not a guy on the up and up. He's kind of on a guy mm. on the decline, but with a much better team. Okay, let yeah. I me. Mean, I'm 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 I gotta
3: be clear about this. I don't necessarily like the Colts, but I think when you look at the division aspect, there probably is value. I think there's value there. No, but listen, I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily like the Colts to go to the Super Bowl. They wouldn't be my pick, and, and
2: so no, I, I'm I feel the same way.
1: Saying. But I, at twenty-two to one. It is a number I'm thinking long and hard about. That's you, all I'm going to say. Do you guys That's have a number any, I'm thinking long and hard about. We
2: talked about the over. Do you guys have any concern about the price? Minus 160 is expensive.
1: It is. That's why I bet them, them to win the division. I'm not getting cute with the win title. Okay. I'm taking even money and win the division. Not, not screwing with it. Give all me, right. give me the Colts to win the AFC South. Bang. Even money. Now, the other two teams in this division. The Texans free of the Deshaun Watson uh, black cloud that was hovering over their organization, (laughs) but they fire a coach who actually looked like he was doing a decent job with the team at the end of the year, and David Cully. Now, it's amazing, Raheem. David Cully, over the first 10 weeks of the year, I'm like, this is one of the most overmatched head coaches I've seen in the NFL in a long, long time. They were spunky at the end of the year. Remember, they knocked off the L.A. Chargers, and probably cost the L.A. Chargers an opportunity to make the postseason as a 13, 13-and-a-half-point 13 dog. They won that game late in the year. Uh, the quarterback, Mills, was was spunky. He made some plays. He, he looked competent. I think that's the best way to look at it. The Texans are one of those teams. The Jaguars are one of those teams where it's like, well, who has a better chance to be spunkier going into this year? So that's how I'm going to phrase that. And I'm going to start with you on this, Raheem. Who is spunkier, the Texans or the Jaguars? It's the Jaguars, without a doubt.
3: I mean, look, I mean, when you look at first things first, the Texans, I mean, last year they placed a really tough schedule, and now they're going to face the sixth toughest schedule in the league once again. And, I mean, there's just not a lot of talent on this roster. Meanwhile, when you look at the Jaguars, they went out there and spent some money. And, look, they got rid of a coach in Urban Meyer, who didn't know who Aaron Donald was? They got rid of a coach in Aaron Donald, I mean, in Urban Meyer, who was out there partying and not traveling with the team. They got rid of a coach who, like, I mean, he was assaulting players. So I think you add Doug Peterson to this mix. I mean, you you look at the fact that they spent all this money. They added Christian Kirk, they got Zay Jones, they got Evan Ingram. You upgrade the O line and Brandon Sheriff from DC. I, I look, I mean, I just think this, this Jacksonville Jaguars team. They're going to be so much more improved. Now, I know Trevor Lawrence was pretty bad last year, 26 in EPA for play, 30th in completion over expectation. But when you have a coach in Urban Meyer who just didn't, you know, put things together and you didn't have the receiving core around him, I think that's what happened. So it's just like I think this Jaguars team, I honestly, I think there's some value on their win total over. It's up to six and a half now. <sighs> I would have liked it better at six. I think that's where, you know, a lot of sharps hit it. But – Week to week, they're a team that I'm going to want to play. And then also, you look at Trevor Lawrence last year. I think he was at 3,600 yards, and he really didn't have any receivers or any, you know, real, real coaching. I think he can go over 4,000 yards this year. I, I think. Oh, Doug easy, Peterson, easy, yes.
1: Raheem. And you know what, guys? I am giving Lawrence, and maybe this is mm-hmm. a mistake on my part, yeah. a complete pass for what happened yeah. last year, House a complete 1000% pass because that was nothing more than a shit show. It was a shit show on so many different fronts, on so many different levels, and I think it's just fair to say without hesitation, the quarterback and the Jaguars house by default they're going to look more competent because they got a Super Bowl winning head coach who's taken over.
2: So the thing yeah. that I want to see with Jacksonville of the stories from camp, from camp Obviously, there's going to be all the positive notes. Look at Lawrence, you know, in this system. (laughs) Him and Doug are buddies. Doug's taking them out to dinner and they're, you know, they're getting in in sync. They're they're one with the world, Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence. The the thing that I'm wanting to see is that the, the organization is given complete control to Peterson. Because the thing that scares me always with Jacksonville is the organizational instability. It's the direct diametric opposite of what we see out of Tennessee and Indianapolis. They just go through these these crazy decisions, these these this crazy like decision making process, and they end up with these very you know uh, extraordinary, spectacular um, defeats. The, the Urban Meyer thing is like we, we we can't emphasize enough. He's the only coach in the history of the NFL to get fired. As, as a first-year coach before the end of the season. That's only happened one time in the history of the NFL, and it was Urban effing Horny Meyer out there, you know, get, <laughs> getting his his lap dance at Ohio State. I mean, a one-of-one. One. I am sharing the same enthusiasm, and I'm in the same position as Raheem. I don't like Jacksonville at 6.5 because I don't want to have to put money on them getting to 7, but I do like finding some props where that offense I mean, it's, it's really, this is Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. And what's interesting is, notwithstanding all of the distraction and the nonsense, Trevor Lawrence quietly had a pretty efficient first-half performance over the course of the season. In the first half of games, his EPA was decent, his completion percentage was decent. He showed a glimmer, if you want to, you know, do glass-half-full with Jacksonville, and so I love playing uh, Lawrence props, especially the Brandon Sheriff on the on the offensive line is going to be a big help. Christian Kirk's going to be a big help. I like that they went out and tried to make themselves a credible team after the incredible disaster of last year.
1: And fellas, I'm seeing it right now. Jacksonville plus 750 to win the division. The Texans plus 2,500 to win the division. So that tells you right there, right then and there, Raheem, Folks are buying it on the Jaguars a heck of a lot more than they're buying it on the Eastern Texans. You were bullish a few pods ago on a long shot underdog, (laughs) the New York Giants, to win the division. Now, the NFC Mm. East, the AFC South, maybe you could see some similarities, some parallels. Can I sell you at all on Jacksonville plus 750 to win the division? You can't sell me just because I, I do like the Colts,
3: but... If anybody placed that bet, I wouldn't be mad at it. But I just, honestly, I need to see more from Lawrence, obviously. You know, like Hal said, this is Trevor Lawrence's true rookie year. So I don't know if I want to, you know, take a flyer on the of the division. But I think week by week, this is a team that I want to I want to bet on. And I think one of the reasons why I like Lawrence so much is that they're just going to face one of the easiest schedule of opposing pass defenses. So he should be able to take a leap. but I don't know if it's a leap big enough to win the division. So I think, you know, week by week, I'm gonna be looking at the Jaguars in some spots. Obviously I do like that Trevor Lawrence prop over 4,000 passing yards. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to jump on them to win a division.
2: I don't think you can do it because their are secondary so bad uh, and they didn't really do anything to, to shore it up. I mean, I, they were either last or, or second to last um, in, in terms of, of overall pass defense. And I didn't, I don't think they did uh, enough to improve on that side. Boys, last but not
1: least, the Houston Texans. And when I see a win total of four and a half with a 17-game season, my goodness, woof. That's all I'm going to say, woof. That's as low as it gets, house. And normally, like, when you get a win total that low, you're like, man, it's the NFL. Can they lock into a couple wins? I'm going through the Texan schedule house and I'm not suggesting that I'm going to play the under here because I'm not, even though I think the Texans are a terrible, terrible team. I have a rule though, when these win totals are like that, that low, I just, I don't like getting involved. I don't like going near them, man. I have a hard time finding five wins on that Texan schedule, dude.
2: Hard well, time. the way that I'm looking at this and I haven't made a commitment yet, but I'm most interested in worst regular season record. And FanDuel has those odds up right now. Houston is leading the pack. They are plus three fifty to have the worst record in the NFL. Atlanta's right behind them at plus four hundred. Seattle uh, is third at plus seven hundred, and the Jets are at plus eight hundred. And as I look at those teams, I, I did a little bit of. I mean, obviously, it's ridiculous. It's August of twenty twenty two, and I'm looking at draft prospects for you know April of twenty twenty three to see. You know, who's out there. But at this early stage, there's a bunch of quarterbacks. Um, There's four quarterbacks forecasted to go in the top 10 of next year's draft. After we had, you know, this draft in 2022, that was absolutely bereft of any kind of quarterback talent Uh, um, this this upcoming year is different. But the, the thing with with Houston, I'm trying to sort out who's going to be motivated to get that worst record if I want to go in this direction. Because they 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 Raheem mentioned already, they just don't have enough talent, and and you know it, it's kind of fine for them to be retooling. I mean, they have had with the Sean Watson. You have to go back and look. They had some some really good um, seasons, really good success, and and you know some some playoff success. Like it hasn't been they they they've been to the playoffs and had more playoff success than the Washington Football Team and my um, team and, and, and
1: my team over the last twenty years. There's no right, debate in that,
2: right? But are they motivated to clinch that number one overall seed? And that's you know what I'm we trying always get in out. trouble
1: with that though. See, that's you got to be careful with this I house because a couple of years ago the Dolphins, I remember this for his first year. Oh, they're tanking; they're the worst team in the league. Then all of a sudden they win five out of their remaining nine games, and they basically put that narrative to bed. The Lions last year, spunky in a lot of games for Coach Campbell, like. Lovey Smith is a dude's dude. I, I think he's a very likable guy. I, I think he's somebody that the players are gonna respect. I don't think they're gonna just lay down for Lovey Smith. They're just a bad team. That's what it boils down to. I, I don't think the effort will be a problem, Raheem, for the Texans. I think it's more the talent and more so the lack thereof.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely I mean, it's definitely the talent. And I mean, like you guys said, honestly when you look at some of these NFL teams, you got to remember is that the average NFL contract, what is it? Three, three, four years. These guys don't stay in the league long. So these guys are always on tape. They're always motivated to play for their next deal, to stay in the league. And you look at a guy like lovely, lovely Smith. I think it's interesting that you mentioned Brian Flores, but I think one of the big reasons he, he got the job is because obviously there's not a ton of black coaches out there. So he has to motivate this team. So, I mean, there's just not a lot of talent on this team at all. I mean, Davis Mills, I mean, I don't know what he is at this point. Um, I mean, we're really going to see. But if there's one thing that you could you take from the Texans last year to 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 say maybe they can improve is that they did underperform their Pythagorean expectation and they were 0-4 in one-score games last year. So that tends to regress to the mean year-to-year. Year. But other than that, I'm not really... like. I, I wouldn't want to play an under. I definitely wouldn't want to play an over. Uh, I just think you've got to look at this team and try to pick your spots. I mean, they play the Bears in Chicago week three. <sighs> it's tough to find Lovey some wins. Lovey Smith
1: I mean, revenge game against the Bears. Yeah. Lovey Smith <laughs> like, revenge game. Circle that one. Yeah, I think you could probably circle that one, but, I mean, it's not too many on, on their um, schedule at all. You know, I'm glad that you brought up House's worst record in the league. Texans are probably the obvious choice, but I'm seeing Seattle. That's a juicy number man at plus 700. Juicy, juicy number. Now so,
2: division too. And that's the reason that I went through that whole uh element, that whole consideration of what the next draft might might deliver because I honestly don't think that I'm going to play Houston's worst record. It's it's just the evaluation is as I put these 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 teams side by side. Um, I, I actually thought Davis Mills at times looked pretty competent he last year. He looked okay last year. They should he have beat the Patriots. He gave it to the Patriots last year. He gave it to Bill Belichick for three and a half quarters. Um, and Atlanta already has it, its quarterback, uh, if, if you believe in, in in Ritter. I mean, they went out and, and, and got him. Seattle's the team that I'm interested in, uh, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, plus 700 with with the potential worst record. They, they catch the the AFC West. I mean, the AFC the NFC West. So you know how many wins are they going to get in division? And you know they they have uh, in a, a bottom five quarterback uh, situation in the entire league. Um, I like Seattle better than I like Houston for worse record.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. And I mean, even when you look at that Seattle defense. I mean, the Seattle defense isn't very good. And then you look at Pete Carroll. I mean, look, he's had some great days with USC, and he has some great days in the early years with the Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson. But he has an outdated philosophy in the same way that Mike Rabel does. He looks to run the ball. And I don't know if that's going to play in, you know, today's modern NFL. And now that you don't have Russell over there to, like, really save you, I mean, the, the Wills can completely fall off rather quickly for the Seahawks. So I like that plus 700 if you're taking worst regular season record. All
1: right, boys. AFC South, mm-hmm. favorite bet. What's it going to be? House, let's start with you.
2: Trevor Lawrence, over 4,000 yards. I'm playing that prop. I already had too much exposure fading Tennessee. I bet it all over the summer. But my favorite bet is that Lawrence prop.
3: Raheem? I'm, I'm going with the tight. I mean, I, been, I think I gave it out during the NBA Finals, but I still like it. Titans have missed the playoffs. I think they take a step back.
1: All right. And I'm going Colts to win a division and even money. You guys know I like an even money bet. It's simple, it's straightforward. Don't screw it up, Indianapolis. Carson Wentz is gone. Keep it simple, stupid. Colts to win a division. Boys, pretty united front, all things considered here in the AFC South. So I uh, I'm feeling good. Not as much a house divided as we were with the last podcast. So I think a united front is where we want to be moving forward. Just saying.
2: <laughs> we will try our best. <laughs> You guys, I'll send you what I want when you're out in Vegas. We're gonna, we get we got to get a menu pulled together here.
1: I like it, yeah. Raheem. Let's start talking fights. I'm dead serious. No doubt, I'm make ready. sure That happens.
2: All right, cool. I, I a hit Vegas you on the side. Thing. I need it.
1: <laughs> Great work by the esteemed Stefan Anderson, fellas. We'll chat soon for house for Raheem. JJ out. Be good, everybody.